Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. Sarah, I can sense some excitement in your voice already. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. I've had to, you know, climb down from uh, the, the high that I have been on all morning. I uh, started out playing pickleball and um, so went up. It's a kind of lovely where we have a respite between uh, what sounds like a, another heat wave coming. And so it's, you know, lovely morning and was playing with some good players and there weren't many of us, but there were four of us out on the court and there were two spectators, oh, wow. um, like people waiting to play. And, and so they were kind of, it was a really fun group of people. There was a lot of kind of joking and, you know, they were kind of doing color commentary. So the other um, duo started serving and they won a point and then we won, uh, you know, the serve. And so it was my turn to serve, which is usually not my strong point. I scored 11 points in a row. Wow. Nice work. Yeah. I mean, my partner certainly held up his end of the bargain. You know, there were, (laughs) they weren't all 11. Yeah, there were not, there were not, but, uh, oh my gosh. So I've never seen anybody do it. And I was just thrilled. Oh my gosh. I was just on a high. I was, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I didn't overthink it. Yeah. Like somebody, um, I've been changing my serve some. And, uh, so on the point, you know, that would have been the winning point. Um, I just thought, don't think just go and (laughs) perfect. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It was so exciting. And then played one more game. Um, we kind of switched partners within that foursome and, uh, um, me and my my pal won again. So wow! So you won both those games because you played to. Uh, can't remind me. I can't remember. What you played, played to 11. 20, 11. Oh, yes. oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah, so yeah. Oh, so that's that's okay. I, that 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 part is lost probably on people too that don't know the game. So you basically won eleven to one. Yeah. Oh, we won eleven to one. We okay. Uh, oh, that but that that was unclear. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, okay. and it was funny though, because the two wiseacres who were watching were like, it's not a shutout because they had one point. I'm like, I'm not looking for a shutout. I was just looking to win this thing straight up, you know, all on my serve. Oh, uh, that's very cool. That's very, uh, that, that, that changes the story a little bit. I'm just oh, okay. no. <laughs> like 11 straight points is awesome, but then it's like, okay, well, but what do you have to get to? You know, yeah. so I forgot, I forgot it was 11, 15 or 21. So mm-hmm. that's great. 11. Oh, congratulations. That's yes. awesome. Yes. So super excited. Um, because, uh, yeah, I just was so excited. But, uh, when I woke up actually, Dimity, I thought of a question that I have for you. What's um, that? Um, so, and we can debate it. Um, do you think pickleball's a sport or a game? Oh gosh. <laughs> I need, I need a little prep on this. I mean, it's, I think it can be a sport, you know, I mean, in the same way that golf is a sport, you know, mm-hmm. like if you, I think if you really, you know, put your energy into it and getting better and really like go and, you know, are actively like the way that you play, I think is a sport. I think oh. that um, the way that like, you know, I probably play it as a game right now just because I play like once, uh, you know, a couple summer evenings, you know, uh-huh, and that's uh-huh. and like, so like, it's like if I went to go play around a round of golf, granted, I've never played around a round of golf. So that would definitely be a game, you know? <laughs> um, so I, I think it kind of depends upon how you want to define it too, you know, and kind uh-huh. of what your, um, what your intensity is and your interest level and stuff. Uh-huh, I mean, I, uh-huh. I see both sides. I mean, I definitely sweat on the pickleball court, but mm-hmm, yep. I, I, I mean, I don't want to say it's not a workout because it's definitely is a workout, but it's not, um, there's not a ton of movement, you there's know, not, there's not, you get up to the net. And I mean, and given the, the, the game, you can kind of even almost even 
you don't even really have to jog to the net. I mean, you can take a couple strides and you're at the net. Yeah, yeah. But I will say, like, the, the couple times that I've played at night, you know, the, 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 like the evening little, like, cocktail hour thing we have, <laughs> um, you know, I'll wake up the next morning and my my knee, excuse me, my knees hurt, my lower back hurts. Like, mm. I definitely, you know, I feel that I've been moving my body side to side and in places that I haven't used um, doing the other stuff that I normally do. So yes. that too, but that would happen too if I was playing golf. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. What do, what do you think of it as? Oh, I, de- I debate it um, because, yeah, I don't know that, that it's hard for me to, let's say I play, um, let's say I'm at the pickleball courts for, I don't know, 90 minutes or something. And maybe because of the number of players there, you don't have to rotate in and out. So maybe I'm on the court actually actively playing for, let's say, 70 minutes or something. Uh, I, I don't really, you know, if I, if I did a 70 minute workout, I'd be like, yeah, did a 70 minute workout. Um, yeah. I don't get that. You know, I have a different elation and good vibe, but it's not, it's not the same. So, so it's definitely not a workout, but um, yeah, I think th- it's a sport though. I mean, it's like the same. I mean, ping pong is in the Olympics, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, okay. that's a sport, yeah. you know, yeah, archery yeah. is in the Olympics. That's a sport. I mean, again, I feel like it's how it's the perspective that you take towards it. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know? Good. good. I, mean, I, I like that. that. That's that's fair. Uh, that's good. I like that. It's fine because um, the woman who'd set up the the session for, and I won't go into how pickleball is, how people convene to play, but she had set it up. She wanted people to do drills. And so there was one court that was doing drills. And then there was this other court that had three players on it. And they're like, hey, does anybody want to play a game? And I knew that I had limited time because of, you know, it's a work day. And so I'm like, yes, yes, I want to play a game. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like enough with the drills. I'm out of here. Uh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, cool. yeah. Well, yeah, cool. Yeah. Congratulations again. I hope I wasn't. I didn't mean to be uh, dismissive, but that definitely Matt, like, you yeah. kind of bury the lead on the eleven. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I won the game with yeah. All straight right. serving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It was really thrilling. Yeah. All right. Okay. So enough with pickleball questions. Let's move on to some running related questions. We got Chicago marathoner in training, Susanna. Hi, this is Susanna. I'm calling from Chicago. I had a quick question on managing life and running for a marathon. So in December, I had a hysterectomy and I fully recovered. Um, just this past week, I had COVID and my daughter has not been sleeping through the night. She is nine years old. Um, and so I'm not sleeping nearly as much as I should be. Um, and I'm training for the Chicago Marathon. So any advice? on how to still manage training and running even if you're not feeling your best um, and how realistic it is um, to run the full amount of mileage on your long run. For instance, today I have to run 15 um, and I only had about five and a half hours of sleep the past four nights and so I don't know how hard to be on myself about getting to 15. Any advice or tips would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Bye. So, Susanna, we'd like to put some grace in the mail to you. Um, if we could, <laughs> we'd we'd send it your way because you are facing, you know, a lot of challenges. Yeah, we put like an hour massage, a gift certificate for that, probably a night at a hotel. Um, what else? I mean, I mean, yeah, like uh, hysterectomy, COVID, a young child, marathon training. I mean, that is, you know, that is... Uh, just a, a heaping pile of a lot of stress on your body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it made me think about when I trained for my first post 
baby marathon when my older daughter Phoebe, she was roughly the same age as Susanna's kiddo will be when the Chicago marathon rolls around. Phoebe was 14 months old when I did my race, whereas it sounds like her baby will be about a year old, maybe 12 months. So I can really attest that it's demanding. And for me, the key was having my daughter on a feeding schedule yeah, I was breastfeeding her. And so I knew that when I had chunks of time to train and when you don't have that, it's rough and don't hate me, Susanna, but Phoebe was a really good sleeper. She was definitely sleeping through the night well before my training started. So Dim, I'm interested to hear you give an informed training advice, but my recommendation is one that might be kind of tough to swallow that I think Susanna, you should defer your Chicago marathon entry. I just think it's asking too much of yourself. And I looked it up and you can definitely defer the entry. You just have to pay the registration fee again next year, which is a major bummer and that's a drain, but at least you'll know you have a guaranteed entry. So Dim, what are your thoughts and advice? Oh, geez. I mean, I, I agree that deferring it one year is an option, but I also know that having like that carrot out there and especially because she's been slammed by so many things that are not in her control, the hysterectomy, mm-hmm. the baby, the COVID, mm-hmm. that it's really nice to be. I mean, I remember I didn't train. I can't remember how old Ben was when we trained for the Nike Women's Marathon. So I know I know he wasn't as young as, as your guys' kids are, that you talked mm-hmm. about Phoebe and her child. But I do remember needing that goal so mm-hmm. badly and needing mm-hmm. that structure around my day and wanting to have that confidence and just loving the crispness of checking it off. Look at what Mm -hmm. I did today on top of everything else. I have no idea what's coming at me, but Mm -hmm. I just ran five miles, you know, or I just Mm -hmm. did a long run or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I I see both sides. So, you know, I I definitely recommend that Susanna, like spend some time, maybe write out the pros and cons. Sometimes it's helpful to write stuff out and just kind of get it out of your head and onto paper. Mm -hmm. I would do that. But I also think, you know, it's July, the race is in October. Oh, it's, it's August now, sunshine. Oh, it's okay. It's August. Sorry. I was looking at the question was from July. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, it's early, early August. So, I mean, she basically has about eight weeks mm-hmm, or maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get, I mean, this is what I would say is bare minimum. And I would also say, you know, you might want to think about the walk run mm-hmm. pattern. If that's something that you feel like, I, I don't, we don't know what kind of level marathon or runner she is. So mm-hmm. if this is her first marathon or her 15th, you know, like mm-hmm. we don't know. So if, it is your first or if it's one that you're coming back, you know, obviously coming back from a baby, walk, run, take it a little bit easy on yourself. You can do any kind of interval that feels good. You could do mm-hmm. two minutes running, one minute walking, three, one, four, one, five, one, all the way up to 10, one even, you know, mm-hmm. or every aid station and then mm-hmm. walk for a minute. I would say that you need to have to feel good in the marathon. I would say at least two runs a week, two weekday runs, and mm-hmm. then one long run. I mean, that's not advice that I would give to everybody, but given that Susanna's got so much on her, I would mm-hmm. say two runs in the four to six mile range, maybe five to seven mile range as you get closer, and then that long run. And I would say the long run, I would really like to see her up at somewhere between 18 and 20 miles mm-hmm. for that last long run, because Yes, you can do it on less. I'm not saying you have to do that, but I would also say that it makes race day really unfun if you don't mm-hmm. kind of get that, you mm-hmm. know, that long push and get that mileage in your legs and then taper down. So that's where I would say I would start. And then, I mean, the other days, of course, are not optional. I would walk on some of those. I would do some strength training on some of those, but I would definitely, you know, if you can get those three runs in a week for the next eight weeks, I would say you'd be good to go. 
So, Dim, any guidance or suggestions on training on minimal sleep? Because I thought there was that piece of the question that applies to a lot more people. Yeah. You know, I whether mean, the you're answer, going through it, menopause, you know, maybe yeah, you're working on minimal yeah. sleep. Yeah. Exactly. I would say the answer is there is no way to train on minimal sleep. I mean, you're mm. gonna you're burning the candle at both ends, right? Because mm-hmm. your body is not recovering. I mean, that's when your body recovers is at night. That's when, you know, it, it heals, it repairs, it does all those things at nighttime when you are sleeping. That doesn't happen when you're sitting at your desk or mm-hmm. nursing your baby or whatever it happens to be, or feeding your kid. So I would say, first of all, I don't know. Again, we don't know what her like daily schedule is, mm-hmm. but I'm going to sound like my mom, but sleep when your child sleeps. Mm-hmm. Sleep when your child sleeps. So if your baby has had a really bad night and she lays down for a nap, you lay down for a nap. You put the dishes down, you put the whatever your to-do list down, you put your phone down and you go and lie mm-hmm. in bed and try to rest. And if she sleeps mm-hmm. for three hours, awesome. You do too. You know, I mean, I really, that's, I mean, because that's the only way that you can kind of mitigate the, you know, you can't, you've got to be there for her in the night. So Mm -hmm. how else are you going to take care of yourself? So that's what I would say is the best thing you can do. I would also say if this marathon is a priority, you know, I would let your relationship with your partner, like tell that person that be like, you know what, I need to ease up a little bit on a relationship. It's really important that I get in bed early. And Mm -hmm. again, like if the kid goes to bed at 738, Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't, I think I would do the same mm-hmm. and read and let yourself get, you know, I remember hearing that that's the sleep before midnight mm-hmm. is worth more than sleep after midnight. Ooh. Don't go, don't, don't go looking for the research on that. But I do remember <laughs> somebody saying that and it's kind of stuck with me. Mm. So again, I would, that's what I would do is I would really just try to prioritize sleep as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And if you get up in the morning and you're like, there's no way I can do 15 miles today then don't do 15 miles. I mean, it's just that simple. Like Mm -hmm. if you're going to do this and try to go for kind of minimal training to get to race day, Mm -hmm. you are setting yourself up a little bit for injury. So that's why Mm -hmm. I suggested run, walk. And Mm -hmm. I would also say that, you know, lack of sleep is also a big source of stress so that it can Mm -hmm. also lead to injury and illness. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, eat well, you know how to do all the things I'm sure. You know, if you can get some help in, or the other thing you could do is definitely nap with a partner or a babysitter, have that Mm -hmm. person watch the kid and you're just going to go snooze out for Mm -hmm. three Mm -hmm. or four hours. That's Mm -hmm. what I would do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Such excellent advice, Timothy. Thank you for that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. that was. (laughs) Oh, no, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, this is Karen who's going on an RV road trip. Hi, my name is Karen, and I'm calling from Rochester, New York. My question is, I'm going to be on a two-week road trip in an RV in various campgrounds out west, and I'm wondering if you have any suggestions of how I can either get my run in, I usually run four days a week, um, or do some other kind of training, or should I take this opportunity to relax, let it go, not run? <laughs> I've never been in any kind of elevation before, so I'm a little worried about that. So I would take any suggestions you have. I love the show. Thanks. Bye. All right. First off, I have to share a chuckle that parents of kids of a certain age will appreciate in the Google Voice 
type translation that shows us these questions, it capitalized when Karen said, let it go, because oh. <laughs> it must have, must have recognized it as the ubiquitous song from Frozen. Let it go, let it go. <laughs> exactly. Maybe, so. maybe we can send Karen our, um, our Frozen costumes from Disney back right. in the day. <laughs> right. Still have those, Sarah? Um, I wore, did I not? I wore one to a Halloween party a couple of years ago. Oh, fine. 2019. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very good. I like Mm -hmm. it. I like it. Yeah. 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 So Dim, I love this question because I figure you can give coachly advice and then you and I can say what we'd do if we were Karen. I love this question and that fun that you're going on a two week road trip. And this reminds me a little bit. um, We went on a one week road trip over spring break to Arizona and Grant and I brought our bikes. We went down to see my parents, my mom and John, who's my stepdad. And we rode a couple times and then, you know, it was like, well, some other things came up that my mom wanted to do. And, you know, I don't get to see her that much. And I had to be like, okay, why am I here? Am I here to ride my bike or am I here to spend time with my parents? And obviously Mm -hmm. I'd like to do both, but at the end of the day, I was there to see my parents, right? Mm Because I can always ride Mm -hmm. my bike. And so you are going on an RV road trip. You're going to be in awesome campgrounds out West. So I would say, what is your priority? I mean, of course, we're going to give you some advice for exercise, but I would always say if there's something fun to do or something that's going to create a memory, either just for you yourself or with your family, take that opportunity instead Mm -hmm. of no, I got to stay here and do my, my burpee circuit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 So Karen, before Dimity and I say what we would do as for the elevation, you know, if you do run, I say, don't put any race pressures, training pressures on yourself, or maybe it's time to try running naked. We, you know, with no GPS, I live at almost sea level and I hear you, Karen, elevation just kicks my hiney bad. And so I just think, Dim, when we went on that trail running retreat a million years ago that was way up high in elevation in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. And I just had to leave my ego at the door and do a lot of walking and, you know, hiking and loads of huffing and puffing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, elevation is definitely a performance changer if you don't Mm -hmm. live here. And so the only things I would say, I would agree with you, Sarah, you know, slow down. You know, if you do wear your watch, just wear it as like a curiosity and not like, oh, I suck, you know? (laughs) And then also, I can't emphasize this enough. I mean, especially if you're coming from a sweaty, do you know where where she's coming from? Yes, she is in near Rochester, New York. Okay. So that is humidity central. (laughs) Out in the West, uh, or at least where I live, uh, you know, Utah, Colorado, Nevada. I'll say you, Sarah, you don't have a lot of humidity, do you? That's correct. Yeah. 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 So there's not a lot of humidity. So you don't get a lot of like you don't sweat like you do out east. And mm-hmm. as a result, sometimes I think sometimes people think, oh, I don't need to drink as much. Like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it's as like a one to one ratio. But mm-hmm. in fact, you are sweating. It's just drying super fast. <laughs> so definitely bring, you know, drink more than you think you should. I often, especially before a run, um, I know you do this, Sarah, all the time is drink a bottle mm-hmm. at noon mm-hmm. or do it the night before a run as well. You can't go wrong by putting electrolytes in your body. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's pretend that we're both like active runners like Karen and we get to go on a two week RV trip. Like we're going to Moab. We're going to Arches. We're going to the Rocky Mountain National Park. Yeah. What would you do, Sarah? Yeah. So I would pack my running gear because 
I can't stand getting somewhere and lamenting what I've left behind. So I would pack it and then run when the spirit moves me. But like you said, Dim, also give myself permission to not stick to any training schedule. Because I don't know, I just feel that a lot of friction can arise with like kids waiting around. If they're, if her kids are young, they get kind of bored and antsy sure. waiting around until mom gets back. Mm-hmm. does depend you know as as you know dim as the kids get older they sleep so much later so sometimes i really like having quote unquote something to do before the family heads out on something sure you know, oh yeah so, for sure for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so and, and also particularly if you're in a really beautiful spot that like when i was in montana and heading to glacier there were so many paved biking slash running trails yeah and which was surprising to me i I think of it as all wilderness and i'm like well look at that there's the most beautiful paved trail and so i you know went out the morning we were gonna head back to the airport and got in a walk on a bunch of paved trails yeah yeah for sure i like that i like that yeah and i yeah i mean that reminds me of yellowstone like when we were yellowstone a couple years ago grant and i ran together and it was one of you know, it's, it's a great memory. So, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, you're making memories, but you can also make them running. And mm-hmm. I remember very distinctly trying to get up that morning and that like, ugh, I don't want to, I don't want to. And then you get up, you greet the morning and you go and run in this amazing spot and mm-hmm. it can't be beat. So mm-hmm. I say that I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I say like, <laughs> do those things, but then also do get out and run. I mean, especially if you're running four days a week right now, your body's going to ask for it. You know, it's not like you can't, you can't just go, well, you can go from not running at all to, I understand missing eight runs, but I think your body will feel it. Mm -hmm. So if I were her, if I were Karen, I would say, yes, I would bring my running stuff. I would set a plan to maybe go three times a week, but minimal, you know, like not, Mm -hmm. like you said, not doing intervals, not doing workouts that, especially ones that exhaust you Mm -hmm. because you want to have energy and time for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's three or four miles, you know, just an easy three, four mile run, walk, hike, whatever, wherever you are fitness wise, it could be an easy run. And then and trying to do that a couple of days a week, you know, like three, I think is good. And yeah, and yeah that's one, what fi- one final thought I had since it's in an RV, it also might just be a good excuse to get out of a confined space with your family. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because, it, you know, it's one thing if you go on a luxury vacation and you have, you know, your kids have a separate hotel room, then you have a very different, there's different reasons for staying in the room in the morning than if you're in an RV and you're like, okay, really noisy, kind of stinky there, stale in here, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was going to say that. That's, that's so funny. You, that, that brought me up to, you know, like the travel blahs, like you kind of, I, I often feel like I have the travel blahs when I come home from mm. a trip and it's like kind of the, or I actually, I call them the travel yucks. The blahs oh. is more, is more like the blues. The yucks are, you just feel on, you just feel not like yourself. You feel off, right? Mm. Physically, you know? <laughs> um, and so I do think, especially traveling a lot, a lot of road trips and stuff. So yeah, just saying like, okay, I'm going to go for three miles and, and run up my travel yucks and then, mm-hmm. and then come back. I think that's a legit thing to do. Yeah. 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 I like that. That, that is a new phrase that we'll toss around. The travel yucks. Yeah. Run I mean, out my travel feel like that, especially like, you know, especially if you get home late at night on an airplane, the next morning, I'm like, I have got to go sweat this out. Do you feel that way? <laughs> uh, for me, unpacking clears a lot of the cobwebs out. Oh, okay. Like even even when, you know, you and I travel a lot for work and sometimes I'll get back at 1045, 11 at night, which is, oh my gosh, so late. And I'm like, then I have just this surge of energy. I'm like, I am going to unpack. And then tomorrow when I wake up, it'll be like, you know, I, I like pressing the reset button before I go to bed. 
Oh my gosh. So I used to, uh, that's sour different again. I used to, especially like coming home from the East Coast, like some of those Zuma races and stuff, I would just like get, get literally pull the car into the driveway and leave everything in the car, like including like my luggage, everything, and just lock it and my purse, everything, and lock it wow. and just go inside. I mean, you know, or in the garage probably, but yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and then. And Grant would get up the next morning and like unpack it, unpack the <gasps> car, un- unpack the car for me, not unpack my stuff. But I just, I would use this toothbrush. I'm like, I am so tired. I cannot even like lift another finger. So you're, you had your manservant go out. Yeah. And yeah. Bring yeah. Well, no, yeah. That's all I did was bring it into the front. Okay. Hall. okay. To, to be clear, to be clear. Okay. It's not all like right. he was, he, you he know, he didn't unpack and fold your underwear as he put no, it away. No, okay. No, no. But he just, but it's like, I, I didn't even have the energy to take it out of the car, okay. let alone unpack it. Oh my uh, God. No. Okay, can we do a side jaunt for a second? Because right before we hopped on to record this, it's in the basement where our laundry room also is. And so I took some stuff off the drying rack. It is so hard to fold tank tops. Like there's just (laughs) no good way to fold a workout tank top. Like it is. You have to. It's a. You got to kind of. It's almost like you've had to have had to work in retail, which I've done. <laughs> so, like, if you've worked at the Gap or Lululemon or Athleta or anything like that, you know, you kind of know how to do it. It's like you have to kind of to lie it flat on the table, face down, mm-hmm. and then you know fold the bottom into uh, mm. like thirds, basically, and then flip the top over. Oh, all right, yeah, but but because holding it, you know, because when you hold a T-shirt, because I don't put yeah, stuff you can't down do or, it. You can't do it. Hold it. well. I don't yeah, know a way to tough. do it. It's very tough. It. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. you just say, this is my shirt drawer and just shove everything in there. <laughs> that might be what I do. <laughs> I mean, especially, well, especially athletic tank tops, like, you know, like tech material, like cotton tank tops are a little bit easier because you can kind of put those oh, yeah. into a square. But mm-hmm. I, I find finding folding tech stuff in general is just hard, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, and so then while I was doing it, I thought, why am I laboring over this? I'm just going to shove it into the drawer anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, all right. So That's a this- good question. You should have called in with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think then we'd need to do an Instagram reel or something of it. Yeah, um, exactly. A visual. Okay, so this is Maggie who has a big hike ahead of her. Hi, Dimity and Sarah. This is Maggie calling from New York City. First off, I just want to say I love your podcast. Um, I have a question for you guys about training for a big hike at the end of the summer, the beginning of the fall. It's a very large day hike, um, similar to the, the stats that um, Dimity did on the Rim to Rim Trail. I know um, I'm going to have to focus on lower body strengthening, but I was wondering if you guys had any specific tips or um, a training plan or strategy on specifically what kind of exercise to exercises to incorporate and how many of each type of exercise versus strength training or stairs or trail runs that I should be doing each week and also how to incorporate just my normal running into this because I do want to continue to run over the summer while training for this large hike. Um, thanks so much. I really appreciate all of the insight you guys provide every week. So Maggie, thank you for your kind words. We appreciate your support on the podcast. So Dim, I chose this question in part so you could share some details about the training you did for your Grand Canyon hike that Maggie alluded to, and then as well as what you're doing for your 23-mile day hike next month. So this this question's for you, Dimity. All right. Well, let's go. Let's go. So yeah, so this 21-mile hike, if you Google it, it's called the Grand Traverse. But if you Google the Grand Traverse, you're going to see 
the first things that come up, it's like a skiing event. It's overnight. It's in Colorado. It's hardcore. That is not what I'm doing. So, um, <laughs> so please know that I'm not, uh, I'm not taking on the, the winter wilderness in Colorado. It, there is also another Grand Traverse. It's up on the Superior Hiking Trail or the SHT as, um, <laughs> avid fans call it. And it's, uh, so it's up, you know, north of Duluth and it's a day. It's basically like a, bike century in that like you go a long way, but there's not as much. It's more of an event going back to our conversation at the beginning. It's more of our event than a race. Is it a sport? Is it a, is it a game? Is it an event? Is it a race? You know, um, I mean, they, they do time you, but they don't. I, I my, my gut from what I understand looking at the website is it's more of a just a nice long event. Um, and so they have four distances. You can go 27 miles, 21 Maybe fifteen, and then I think the last one is ten. So you know, but not, so you can, tw- but not twenty-three. There's not twenty-three. 23 20, the 20, <laughs> 21. And so I was like, you know, and I'm gonna do it with my friends Joe and Jess and another friend of theirs. And you know, we we're like, we should do twenty-seven. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just do twenty-one. I think that that's gonna be mm-hmm. okay because six mi- six more miles of hiking is, I mean, mm-hmm. depending upon the terrain, that could be too easily over two hours. It mm-hmm. may not easily, probably mm-hmm. over two hours. So. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do we need two more hours on the trail? <laughs> I don't know, you know? So, and they have aid stations along the way too. So yes. um, I think they have four aid stations. So it's just going to be a fun, a fun day. That's like a walk in the woods. Like you could do it on your own or do mm. it as a group on your own, but it'll be more fun because there'll be other people out there to kind of mm-hmm. chat with and pass the time. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's, that's what I'm doing. It's the grand traverse, you know, level, go to page two and you'll probably find it. <laughs> Google. <laughs> and so, yeah, but that's so cool that Maggie is doing a big hike. It says, you know, the stats are similar on rim to rim. So sounds like there's elevation, sounds like there's obviously distance. And the best that you can do in an ideal world is prepare for that, like by doing that, you know, keeping that in mind as you train. So mm-hmm. when we did rim to rim, you know, I recommended if we could start going down first in the long hikes and then go back up. And, oh. I, you know, living in Colorado, that, that was easy for me to do. It was harder for the girls living in Minnesota because they don't have that you know, I could climb, I could drive to the top of a mountain and go mm-hmm. down and come back up. Mm-hmm. But obviously lots of hills, lots of practicing going uphill and downhill mm-hmm. can do that on stairs. I mean, I, I trained a lot at Red Rocks, which is a stadium. Mm-hmm. I can train at a high school stadium or a mm-hmm. college stadium. Well, that's a good or, idea. Yeah. yeah. And I would say, you know, depending upon the amount of time that you're going to plan on being on your feet. So again, like if you have an idea of what your average pace will be, I mean, I think like a 20 minute mile hiking is pretty, especially when you're going up and down a lot is I think pretty like that could be considered speedy. So maybe oh, I was going between... to quote coach Jen and say, that's aggressive. Oh, okay. That's aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so, but, but it depends, right. If you're going downhill um, and you're kind of skimming over the rocks, maybe it's 17 or mm-hmm. it just depends, but I would just say your day, give yourself an average mile or an average time for a mile and say, it's going to be, eight hours. Like I would mm-hmm. say your time, like your longest hike should be somewhere about five, you mm, know, okay. between four and a half and five. I mean, it's a lot like marathon training, you know, like you get up to that point, but you don't have to go the whole distance. Right. Right. 
Yeah, right, 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 but right. but on those train on those long, I mean, again, it's there's a lot of similarities to marathon training. So on those long hikes, you have to wear the clothes, the shoes that you're going to wear. You have to wear the hydration pack. You're going to wear. You mm-hmm. need to eat, eat, eat. That is the mm-hmm. biggest thing. So make sure you have about 200 calories an hour, and literally start eating 20 to 30 minutes in. Make sure you have enough water. Make sure you have enough electrolytes, and practice what you're going to use. If you're using hiking poles, take them and practice with them. Because mm-hmm. speaking from personal experience when you don't you get blisters on your hands you know mm. stuff like that so yeah wow 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 so thank you for all of that dimity and and i know that we've debated whether to launch your <laughs> oh your, rim, your rim to rim hiking like that yeah the rim to rim hiking program that's like 80 percent done it's like the bathroom you never want to clean right <laughs> it's just like it just sits in my files and sits in my files and people have asked for it and i feel awful because it's not you know it's not a reflection of the people that have asked for it and it's mm-hmm. just a, for a reflection of like it just gets pushed down and pushed down but <laughs> i maggie it's it's coming i know you're you're already you know well into your training i don't know if it would be beneficial to you but this is my vow. This is my vow, Sarah. Oh, so you got to hold oh, me to it. Oh, wow. Okay. By the okay. end of August. Th- th- on the next AMR answers, which will be when? What's the date? For this uh, is for- nine plus 14 is 23. Okay. By August 23rd, it's going to be up. I'm going <gasps> to do it. I'm writing it down right now. Uh-huh. I got to I'm good with like uh, accountability like that. I'm making myself accountable for a program that, you know, people, maybe two or three people will want. That's okay. <laughs> It's about, it's about the journey, right? Oh my gosh, I might have to, you know, text Maggie and get her address and send her a hat or something from the stores. Thanks yeah, for that. Exactly. Um, Maybe she gets yeah. a portion of the proceeds. Yes, yes, yes. So, and I, I also think that Maggie touches on an important consideration: how to keep up with running when training for another sport. So, you know, in Maggie's case, it's hiking, but it could also be someone training for a long open water swim. You mentioned a cycling century, you know, or what? You know, massive pickleball tournament. I don't know. Yeah. So, what should someone's approach be for keeping running in the mix while still being sports specific prepped for their other big event? Well, I think running is great to prep for hiking. You know, she mm-hmm. could definitely do, you know, two or three runs a week and then and then do a long hike on the weekends. You don't have to hike mm. your week weekday miles. Running oh, is okay. great. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Also the stairmaster is another one. She forgot I forgot to talk about strength exercises and other stuff. But the stairmaster, especially the one that's the revolving one where you're like literally mm. picking up your leg and not keeping your feet on the step. That's another great way to train for Isn't hikes that called with the elevation. Gauntlet? It's called the gauntlet. That called? Yes, yes. Gauntlet, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yes. Gosh, gauntlet. You know, it's, hard to, it's hard to find a gauntlet, but boy, that, talk about sweating. Yes. Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh. You can make it like, like Lake Superior at your feet. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do love it though. I got to say, I've not been on one in a long time. I just haven't been to the gym in a long time, but that yeah. is a that is a exercise machine that I, I do love a lot. My father in law and his wife, they I don't know if they still have they I haven't been to their um they moved. So at their old house they had a very extensive home gym and they had a gauntlet there. We didn't visit them a ton, but when we did I was like, Okay. I'm going to face the gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> and it does have that name. Yeah. I spent so much time on the gauntlet. Like, when did You Too Beautiful Day come out, that album? Is that what it was called? Do you know what I'm oh, talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it had, like, Grace on it, the song Grace. Um, it's definitely not Joshua No, Trey. it was like, it was like, it was when I was living in Brooklyn. So it's probably like 98 or 90, 98, mm-hmm. let's say. And I'm, I'm I, on Spotify right now. You keep talking. I'm looking. Okay, okay. <laughs> I... I might have been a little exercise obsessed then, or maybe I just needed to get all my anxiety from living out in New York City. But I used to spend a lot of time, I would go through that whole album 
mm-hmm. on the um on the it's, gauntlet. It's called All That You Can't Leave Behind. Oh, and, that's right. And it yeah. came out in two thousand. Okay. All right. That's that's fair. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean but uh, mixing stuff up so like for this hike that i'm gonna do i mean i'm definitely mm-hmm. hiking long on the weekends and i'm building that mm-hmm. up i am doing a lot of um band work my knees are kind of my weakest point especially mm-hmm. like as the hike goes on going downhill so doing a lot of resistance band like monster walks and side slides and that kind of thing to kind mm. of bolster up my hips and my glutes Mm-hmm. One-legged stuff is always really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would, you know, one-legged squats, one-legged deadlifts, one-legged glute bridges. I mean, just mm-hmm. building strength on each side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, but then, you know, I'm, so I do that. Um, but then I also, I'm swimming some, I'm, and I'm cy- cycling some. Like, as long as your event is not, is not like a huge, like the Grand Traverse. The Grand Traverse, our goal that day is going to go and be like, cover 21 miles and see if we can laugh every quarter mile. You know, like that's, I mean, it's, there's no pressure as far as like time or anything, right? Cause it's an event, not a race. Exactly. Cause it's an, in my mind, anyway, they, they do put the timing, they do put times on the website though, but I'm not paying attention to those. <laughs> okay. But, uh, like a, f- a century, right? That, mm-hmm. that's going to require probably more time on the bike. I mean, it's kind of depends, you know, event by event or, you know, thing by thing. I mean, I think you can always use running as cross training as long mm-hmm. as it's not taking away from the thing that you are really focusing on. So if I was yeah. training for a century, my runs would be very easy, always like, you know, low heart rate zone. I would never mm-hmm. go and or I wouldn't do like intervals or tempo or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You want to save that for the bike, save the intense work for the very sport specific stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Excellent advice again, Dimity. Oh, thank you, Gosh, thank you, Maggie. You do this I'm for a living, man. Yeah, <laughs> May. Do you know? We don't know what she's doing, though. We don't know what hike she's doing, huh? That's correct. No, but okay. yeah, she's also in New York. So it's funny that you. She's in. I think she just said New York City. So okay. uh, that's interesting that you mentioned your days in Brooklyn. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Great questions, ladies. We would love some more just like that, except for just a little different. (laughs) So we want questions at 470-BADASS1, which is 470-223-2771. That will also be in the show notes if you can't remember that off the top of your head or Mm. never. (laughs) You're in the middle of uh, perimenopause like I am. Leave your first name and where you're calling from. Keep your message to about a minute or less. The number doesn't ring anywhere. So feel free to call anytime, day or night, whenever a question pops into your head. Like maybe did uh, Susanna call at like 2.30 a.m. while she was up with I her should, baby? I should look. I should look <laughs> to see what time it is. Yeah. <laughs> we do get those questions, people who are uh, nursing or up with the baby. Yeah. Yeah. So, and please follow us on Instagram where we are at the mother runner again on Instagram, we are at the mother runner. And as I alluded to, we're trying to do a few more reels. We're trying to get, you know, in 2022, <laughs> oh, no. we're keeping it reels, people. We're, we're keeping, keeping, it reels. keeping it reels. But oh my God, did you see the one that I speaking of hiking? Did you see the one that we put up yesterday? No, I, I missed it. Oh, um, so we, I did my Coro stats. I did the long hike with Ben up here in Steamboat. It was awesome. We did almost 11 miles and it's amazing, amazing. It was called the Zirkle Circle. <laughs> it was awesome. But there were a lot of water crossings. And Ben, of course, is like 16 and rolling his eyes at me like, Mom, stop with the pictures. You know, you're so <laughs> annoying. And um, I'm like, okay, we'll take a video of me coming across this stream with rocks. Uh-huh. I mean, and so like, I'm like, you know, do do do. not graceful to begin with, but I'm getting across. And then I 
the side of a rock was slippery and I fell. And uh, stop it! I knew you were going to. I thought, oh, this story's not going to end with Dimity <laughs> up on her two feet. <laughs> yeah, no, but I fell. I mean, it was it wasn't graceful, but I didn't hurt myself at all. But it Thank was just goodness. it's pretty funny that, that that I'm like, okay, the only video that he takes is the one that I fall on. I wasn't I wasn't like going to ask him to do it again. I'm like, you know what? That's what we got. So <laughs> anyway, take a look. That's on our Instagram account if you'd like to see it. Oh my gosh. All right. And keep the questions coming. We're here with answers and a whole lot of sidetrack anecdotes. Yeah. And maybe a trip on the gauntlet or two.